the British Blacklist, and I'm here with my homie. Leon Main, founder of BWG Limited and certified carpenter. Um, um, wait, wait, pause, don't try it. When did you become a certified co-op carpenter? About a week ago. Got oh. the certificate. I'll bring it um, next time we see each other in the studio. Alright, say nothing. Well, also <laughs> just to add, just to add to that, I'm also um, literally became a commissioner yesterday, and I'm an executive producer of all things on screen and stage, and um, an author, publisher. I came a couple of publishing house, and right. um, okay, uh, just for the endorsements, I'm an Ivy Park ambassador, 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 ambassador. Is that the right word? Ambassador. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Congrats, man. I don't know how you juggle it all, but um, you're, you're phenomenal still. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> so, as you probably hear, our intros are a bit different this time round because we are introducing the Insta sessions. So, during lockdown last year, we decided we were going to do our season on IG Live and spoke to an array of incredible talent. Um, and we thought, whilst we are preparing our next group of guests in our studio, let's bring you those Insta sessions via podcast. Who is our first guest? A queer? Well, our first guest actually was the phenomenal filmmaker Sheila Nortley. However, because it was lockdown one and the world went mad and everyone was draining their internet on Wi-Fi because they were so confused of what to do, um, we had Wi-Fi gremlins all throughout her interview. So, unfortunately, you won't be hearing Sheila, um, but who our second guest was is the phenomenal, the highly talented Damson Idris. Um, we had a great conversation with Damson. Damson, as you know, is a star of Snowfall, amongst many other great shows, but Snowfall is like his breakout landmark, busting out the gates show that everyone's like, oh my God, this guy's super talented. So um, yeah, Damson Idris. Amazing. And just to let you guys know, during these intercessions, you will not be hearing my voice in an interview. Aquaire will tell you that it was under duress that she was forced to do it. It's not true. It's just because we can only allow two people in an IG Live, and obviously it would be one interviewer and the guest. So you get to hear the professional and not the carpenter. It's okay. I know you will miss me. It's fine. I, I understand. I can hear it all pouring in. I mean, like I said, I was forced. We had many conversations about bringing Leon in. They didn't want to do it. I was forced. But also it's because I am a super fresh professional, as you know. Um, I am the world's first class interviewer. And um, I think I'm better than Oprah at this point. Don't wow. tell her I said that. Don't tell her I said that. I'll but I do think. <laughs> Auntie Oprah, don't listen. <laughs> but yeah okay cool so this is insta session one in brackets two <laughs> with damson idris take a listen how you doing how you doing how you doing good man just oh praying 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 that this is over and you know that my beard connects and just <laughs> have you ever tried to grow have you ever tried to um, grow a beard before no, this is the first time like I'm actually seeing what happens to my face. There's some pepper grains, like little pepper grains over here. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. You need to get yourself a little smoothing brush. That's what they do. That's what the um, the real beard gang do. They get a smoothing brush. Someone needs to teach me, man, because obviously I'm slacking in that department. Yeah, man, just get the oils out. I have no clue. I mean, I'm all right with guys without beards. Did you? What were you planning to join beard gang? Was that your kind of intention? Who knows, man? <laughs> Who knows what role I might have played. But where's your wine, though? Because I thought we were going to... Oh, hold on, wait. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Cheers, 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 cheers. Yeah, cheers. man. Come on. What is yours? Mine's a Merlot. What's yours? Mine is a, uh, a Chateau du Pape, which is a Cabernet. 
Okay, go on. Yeah. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. When did you start drinking? I feel like you're too young to be drinking. What's going on here? Listen, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why everyone thinks I'm young. I'm a 28-year-old grown-ass man. Are you 28? I swear, when I yeah. spoke to you, you were like, last time we spoke, well, not last time we spoke, but last time I interviewed you, you were 27. When's your birthday? 2nd of September. So what are you, uh, what's that? Virgo. Virgo. Are you a typical Virgo guy? What are the traits of a Virgo? Okay, let me quickly get, let me get, let me Google this quickly. Let me Google this real quick. Guys, speaking. I heard heard Virgos are, um, they are, they like to plan or something like that. Okay, look, so you're loyal, analytical, kind, hardworking and practical. Yeah, don't go, don't just thumbs up all the good points. Okay, your weaknesses, (laughs) (laughs) your weaknesses are you're shy, you worry. Are Are you not shy? I don't think I'm shy, no. I do worry, though. You're a worrier, overly critical of self and others? Of others, not of others, no. Of self, cri- yes. Really? Okay. And you're all work and no play. Does that mean you don't relax, um, Damson? That's a lie. They need to scrap all of that, man. That's okay. Cool. But, yeah, I, I won't. <laughs> you won't go into that. Okay, fair enough. However, it says your dislikes are rudeness and asking for... Really? Yeah, yeah, I hate it. Because it's Give a scenario when someone's been really rude to you and you're just like, why were you so rude? So, <laughs> I've got a lot of mad stories. Um, okay. And the, the, let me tell a juicy one. So, um, <laughs> the first time I went to LA, I, um, I, got, I got brought to uh, Tyrese's house, yeah. And I went. Okay. I went. Then no one knew who I was or whatever, but I was just there in it. And then I was introduced to him by John Singleton, who um, obviously directed Baby Boy. By the yeah, way, this course. story is in the past. Me and Reese are cool now. I like oh, so it's, it was it was Tyrese who was rude. This is very good, very very good. So John Singleton's like, oh, uh Reese, like meet Davson, like he's a young. He's a new young Denzel, like he's gonna be lead on the show. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. And then um and he's like, oh nice to meet you, da, da, da. And then when John leaves, I like was still talking to him in it. So I was like, yo, I'm this gas from South. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I was like, bruv, like, bruv, baby boy was my thing, you know. I loved it. Like I really loved it. Especially that part. I'm talking. I'm literally So you're gas. Yeah. While I'm while I'm talking, yeah? While I'm talking, he does this. No, <laughs> and I'm sitting there. Like, what were you? Were you mid sentence? Mid mid sentence. No, and I'm sitting there like, what did I do to deserve such rudeness? So you weren't famous enough. I hated I hated Tyrese a lot back then. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there I'm at the PET awards, the whole award show. We don't say nothing to me. I'm like, something like, what did I do to this guy? Like, and then yeah. And then I, I didn't understand what it was. It was just about energy and it was just about those people deal with that stuff 24-7. Okay. So some people are happy to tell the same story over and over again, but some people like him on that particular day was having a private function at his house and he just wanted to chill and be around his family and not talk Fair about enough. work. So I understood it from that standpoint in the shoes I'm in today. But back yeah. then... I was like, this guy's too rude, you know. You know what? <laughs> Forget about baby boy, bro. 
yeah, we're cool now. And um, what yeah, did what did, what was it that made you guys reconnect and you know become friends? Um, well, the show, of course. Um, yeah, and also just being in passing, you know. I remember he mm. came to John's. Um, I think it was his forty ninth or his fiftieth. I can't remember. Yeah, um, and we we were called then, and then I went to his house um, on a recently like this year I think. Um, we okay. Then and and obviously through social media, I've just seen how he's kind of um, promoted the show and said he loved the show as well. So I guess it's all just time. Like, yeah. Um, thankfully, I haven't got to that place yet where I've like violated anyone, and then two, three years later, they're the shit, and I'm like, yo, about that time. Like, yeah. I, I didn't know you was going to be popping in a couple of years. <laughs> like, you just never know. I always just say, like, you need to be nice to everyone because you don't but, know who someone's going to be one day. Do you know what I mean? And regardless, whether they're going to be someone or not, you should just yeah, exactly. be nice to people and just be courteous and, and just be like, I, I don't really want to talk about that right now or whatever. But I mean, I, I guess... Cause, him, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I, that's quite mature of you to understand, recognise that he was in his place because people can tend to judge celebrities, especially, and they are yeah, only human. So it's a matter of like, thing, though, as well, yeah, like, just being like to any young person who's like going to into these spaces, like mm. and getting caught off guard. There's nothing wrong with uh, alongside like the work that huge stars had to do and put in. I was infatuated with their personal lives too, and how yeah. uh, the work and the fame like impacted their personal life. Like I used to sit on YouTube and just for just watch paparazzi videos. Yeah. And yeah. watch, okay, how did Denzel handle that guy? Okay, how did Will Smith handle that guy? Okay, if it happens to me, what am I gonna like those those are the type of things that all could be used as tools to help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I really, really cherish the time we're in right now because I remember when I was training like with Letitia and, and Malachi and yeah and, the British and, and John and, and Daniel and like that generation who are all like yeah 27 28 30 now the gap between us and Idris and Oyelowo and Chueto it's like too far do you know what I mean yeah it's, I hear it's you it's just too far and then the generation right after us is like um Ashley um who else a bunch of people like Samson yeah, not not no. Samson, Samson your peers. Yeah, okay, Samson cool. Was rolling, was rolling with me heavy. That's my guy. Um, but like, it's more so like, just don't have that like connection. Like we just mm. don't, we don't see them. We don't talk to them. They didn't really give us advice. And at the same time, that jump to Hollywood, they didn't actually do it. Also, so what basically what I'm saying is, anyone who's experienced like crazy stardom or whatever like it just sure. and those people there's no there's no generation underneath them that's hit it but my generation you know I I mean? yeah there was there was a break yeah, there was a break so yeah so that's the situation now so i cherish this time now and that's why i fight to be a part of stuff like you and leon are doing because it's so important to, to like give those codes to like the young the young ones now you know what i mean how do you find fame right now how does it how do you like it or how do you, what, what are the good and bad bits of it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, bless you. <laughs> I'd say like, the, the, I'd say if you focus on the art, fame 
definitely helps with the choices you get to make in your art. Sure. Because there's roles that I don't know I would have got if I could put those bums on those seats in those movie theaters. Like, mm-hmm. if I was famous. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And by the same time, I feel like it could get to a lot of people's heads because you start to talk to people in a certain way um, and you start to feel like you're more than. And I'm not yeah. just talking about followers. I'm talking about actual essence, walking in the room and feeling like you're the shit. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like you're the shit and being confident. Mm. But it comes a place where, particularly me, I'm a man and... Fame can influence how I talk to women. I could have a sense of entitlement. I could meet a woman and be like, what do you mean? You're number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like that's where fame is toxic. Um, but yeah, there's positives to it too. You know, you could be sitting on a great platform to talk about great things. Do I think it's the first thing you should chase after? After No. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the first thing you should chase after. I think you should chase after the craft and work on the craft. And, and those things follow or prepare today so that you're ready for it. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. I mean, listen, you're sounding really wise and grounded. And I still see you as a YouTube, baby boy. YouTube, YouTube, like, YouTube. Or is that, where it, is that your rabbit hole? Is that where you get your uh, teachings from? No, nah, no way. I was, I'm lucky enough to talk to people who are 50, 60, 70, who've been in yeah. the industry for crazy amounts of years who aren't just actors. Yeah. And I was going to say, because obviously the late... Fantastically great, John Singleton mm-hmm. put you in, put, um, brought you in for Snowfall. I mean, I can't imagine how much you must have learned from him. What was the initial meeting of John Singleton like? And can you give us one thing that you that he taught you? When I first um, heard about Snowfall, I was still mm-hmm. in London. I was living on, on Woolly Road, Wharf Road, with um, with my my mum and that, and um, I was with Identity. Um, and Femi hooked me up with a, a manager called Stephanie Moy. She got me mm. an audition. I sent a self-tape. Um, I sent one tape the first time, and it was mad. Like, I was going all in in the tape. Like, I was putting dogs' voices in there, like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just, I was, I'd watch so many tapes. I was just like, where? What do these people want, man? <laughs> yeah, my yeah. Sister, my sister was reading for my mum, and she tried doing a British accent. I was like, I don't know. Like, you got to do American. He's like, my American ain't good. I was like, I don't care. You have to do American. Yeah. <laughs> I did an Idris Elba impersonation for the character of RV. For those who watch the show, RV's the first person Franklin gets the cocaine from. I did. Oh, I did yeah, 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 really yeah. Accent, so I just did an Idris Elba impersonation and pretended. And I, the whole tape, all the characters, apart from my sister, I played all the characters, edited okay. it in. Um, so then... I'd never been to America, so my manager called me and she's like, oh, um, yeah, you need to be in LA in like four days. I was like, huh? Bear in mind, I'm on Woodley Road. Like, wow. Guy and Bagel King every day. Like, I wow. Like, I don't know nothing about America, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I get, I wrangle up my last bit of money. I think that time I was doing this film, Tiny Roll, um, this movie with um, uh, Riz Ahmed. City, um, of, City of Tiny Lights. City of Tiny Lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, um, um, no shade on them, but they were not giving me peas. Like, I mean, <laughs> working your way up. You've got to work your way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that money, um, I used that money to get Airbnb and fly to America. Wow. And the first time I met Singleton was in that room. And the cast director at the time was a lady called Kim Harden. 
and she said, okay, okay, Damson, John's not sold on the, the whole British thing, you know, because oh. he wants, he wants it to be a kid who's from South Central and, you know, so I think you should go in there and, you know, just be, be American, you know, just be American. Okay. Just, just dress okay. Like so I wore like a white tee. I literally dressed like IQ and boys in the hood. Like I wore white tees, some slippers, some white, <laughs> white long socks, and some dicky shorts. I went to the hood, mm. quiet, like, and I was just listening to their like um, West, West Coast, Coast stuff, like all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. And I walked in there. And I'm like, "What's up, y'all? Good? Yeah, what the camera over there? All right, cool. Da-da-da-da. Okay. And then <laughs> Singleton goes, "So you're from London?" <laughs> Yo, this guy's caught me out. Man. I was actually gonna lie to him, like, and be like, "No, no, I'm from South Central." But yeah, well, he caught me out. Um, but with regards to this building a relationship with him, the greatest thing that he taught me was that um, as long as you uh, remember where you came from, you'll always have a home. Now, what he means by Bless. that is, uh, no matter how high you get, never lose the essence of your culture, and never lose the essence of just what you stand for. Sure. And that, and that has heavily influenced the roles I play, heavily influenced how I play my characters. Mm. I can't run away from this skin. So I'm not going to play um, a character and be like, oh, I'm going to try and not make him like too black. Like, no. Yeah. Like, if, if I'm doing a sci-fi thing, you're going to see hints of blackness in it. Like, I'm yeah. not going to lose that essence. And that's how... When my brothers and when my friends go to watch it, that's how they're going to connect to it. And the reason why people are only in London rating and showing love and support and putting the bums on the seats for movies like Blue Story and other movies like that, which are predominantly um, driven by like crime, violence, drugs or whatever, is because they are unapologetically black. And that's the strength. So when when you're unapologetically black with the roles you play, you're going to fly and, and people are always going to support you and be, like, look after you. I mean, that's about authenticity, isn't it? You have to be, you're so right, you have to be who you are because that stands out over time across the board. I yeah. mean, when, did you have any reservations about playing a hood character? I mean, I'm not, I would never turn down a role. Even me, I can't be Franklin, but I play Franklin if John Singleton asked me to tomorrow, <laughs> do you understand? So yeah. I get it's not something that you'd necessarily say no to, but did you have any reservations in playing a hood character? Because essentially, Snowfall is... The drug story is, I love it. However, we do have this narrative where black mm. stories, when they're full-rounded stories, they tend to be in the drug game. I didn't, because it was singleton. Of course, so I, I hear you. I knew of prestige, but at the same time, I, um, I knew how I wanted to play this character from the very sure. beginning. I knew I wanted to make him three-dimensional. And if you actually look at my work, I enjoy making stereotypical characters, black stereotypical characters, human. I actually enjoy that because okay. if you want to say hoodie number one or the drug dealer or whatever is all we play, <clears throat> then I'm going to bring prestige to it and make that person so human that it's not a stere- stereotypical character anymore. Not every sure. black person in the world is a lawyer and not every black person in the world is a doctor. So when people are screaming, oh, um, oh why, why is Damson uh, just playing this hood character? Um, they can't really say that if I'm bringing uh, humanity to that. And depth to, yeah. I mean, so we're, I think we're on season three of Snowfall, right? Or four? I'm lost. We're, we're, about, we, we're about to, we were filming season four. So we, we oh. shot like four episodes of season four. Um, and then, yeah, man, had to 
the so what does that mean? How does the lockdown affect the production? When it, do you know when you're going back? How does it affect your work? Well, it's a bit of a shed because I uh-huh. I decided to come back to London, come to be with my family. Um, but as you know, in red, Trump's like lifting stuff. You know what I mean? So, um, and California's like the the least affected in the whole of the United States. So, oh, okay. If I had stayed in LA, I probably could have got back to work. I need to. Um, get back to LA or they can't they can't shoot like can't okay. shoot anything about Can, look what we're gonna do we've got quiz time we've got questions from the audience and we've got the process and I'm conscious you've only got an hour so mm. I just want to ask you um so we last saw each other at um the first Seoul Film Festival that I co-founded with um We Are Parable the new black film collective and ERA who runs Seoul mm. so we came together and launched Seoul Festival last year at the BFI and Farming which you were the lead in, was our opening film. Um, and it's a phenomenal film. Yeah. It touches on something that's never really never really been spoken about before, and that's when um, British African kids were sent off to the country to live with, or to white families in general, mm. because our parents came over and thought that they'd get a better life living with white families. And mm. for some people it worked, and for others it didn't. I went through it. A lot of people I know went through it. Um, Why did you went through it? Yeah, my picture, you know, at the end of the film, my picture is me, the little black girl with the white girl. Oh, in the picture. My Lord. That's me. That's wow. me. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. You went to yes. the school. Yeah. So when Ade, when I, um, when Ade uh, was put, put the call out for the picture, I was like, yeah, this story, I know it's taken a long time to get it off the ground. Mm. And it was a really important story to tell. So this is like, I was like, yeah, I'll support it 100%. Mm-hmm. So what, I mean, this is a very um, deep story. And like I said, it hasn't been told before. Why did you say yes to this film in particular? Uh, Adewale, man, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, it was actually between Farming and another movie. Okay. Uh, it was a soldier movie, and it wasn't really... Um, it was a great role uh, in that film. It was, like, the number two, not not the lead, like, the supporting. Okay. And, and um, I was in New York, and I was just battling it over, and then I went to the barber shop. My barber came to my um, hotel and I was just like yo I've got these two films I just wanted to talk to someone who has not in the industry yeah yeah um because everyone was saying do um do the other film the other one yeah yeah because um because the subject matter on on farming was so rough so I asked this guy I was like listen I'm just gonna give you the, the synopsis right what movie should I do and uh my barber was like man I mean I didn't seen a million soldier so, movies. Sure. But I ain't never seen no black skin here. And, yeah. And I was like, yeah, like this could be iconic. This could be my my Bronson. Um, and it could be something that yeah. people look back on. And then obviously I called Adewale and um and he was like, They'll give you a trophy for this one, mate. <laughs> so um yeah, he gassed me up and then I did it and I I I'd do it again. It was great. I mean like I said, you were phenomenal, and I think it shows your range because you went to you just depicted the character went to a dark place. And for those of you who don't know, it's quickly based on the true story of Adewale Akinoye Agbaje. Those of you who don't know, he was in Oz, he was in Lost, um, fantastic British actor. He's done well in America as well, and this is his true life story where he was farmed out to a white family um, during the seventies for him, and essentially for his way of surviving, he became a skinhead because there was so much racism and oppression in that time, and being the only black in the village, as it were, he 
decided to become a skinhead and it really messed up with his mind. And Damson, like, seriously, that was such an intense role. How did you kind of keep saying, because you did go to a place and it was very, very believable and kind of, sh- sh- uh, it, shook, it, was, it was scary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anyone. Um, sure. My lady, like, I didn't see her at the time. Like, my, my family, like, I I didn't, did I have a house back then? I didn't have, I didn't own a house them days, so. Sure. And I was staying in London, so I, I was staying at my mum's when I'd come to London. I came back to London to shoot that film, mm. and the whole time I talked to, talked to my mum. I'd literally mm. just walk in and just go upstairs. So isolation was a big thing. Mm. Isolation on set, I didn't talk to Dio or any of those other actors. I didn't, the only person I t- spoke to was Adewale. Yeah. And even when he spoke to me, it was very few words. Most of it was me just looking straight and him coming and saying something in my ear. And then that was the note. Like, I ne- it was ne- no interaction, nothing like that. Because this, Adewale, when he was young, he was really closed off, you know? Yeah. And he tells me things like, you know, up until he was 16 or 17, he literally thought he was a monkey. He thought he was yeah. a monkey. You know, like, that's some mm. real psychological damage. He was damaged, you know. So um, I had to be damaged to play this mm. role. Um, I'd look in the mirror in my trailer and constantly just say mean things to myself. I've actually got footage of one time I'm saying stuff to myself. And, like, last year I watched it because I was going through my phone book and I was like, what is this? And I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is this is the place I was in. Yeah. You know? And... Being from South East London, growing up in Peckham, which is like growing up in Peckham, being born in Peckham in 1991, yes, we had poverty, but we didn't know it, you know? Yeah, And it was such a community. And although there was gangs and stuff like that, I know your mum. I know your dad. Do you know what I mean? And everyone's black. People ask me, oh, did you grow up in racism when you were younger? Nah, everyone Mm. in Nam was black. So it's hard to... Black people ain't going to be racist to black people. So... I grew up in a Nigerian household, youngest of six, single mum who loves me daily, who worked for a job. Protected you as well, yeah. So I love myself, love blackness, love everything that I stand for. So to play a character, I had to teach myself self-hate. And that's how yeah. I got into the mindset of farming. I mean, we could talk about that forever and I'm conscious of time. Um, but yeah, it's just phenomenal obviously 100% behind it and I wish it did more I think it went over people's heads slightly which is another conversation we can have but um I just I'm just glad it exists and I think it will have more life on as it comes out online and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it's a really important part of British black history as well that's really key yeah it's up to the people really you know I, yeah I, there's so many things and I could say oh it wasn't distributed right I could say it was only in a cinema for two weeks. I could say they only put it in Streatham. Like, just so many factors, you know. There was yeah. no good marketing. Like, there's a, the Damson didn't go on no talk shows and talk about it because talk shows would say, oh, sorry, the subject matter is too harsh. What, racism in your country, in the UK? Wow. That we experience every single day. Like, there's countless talk shows that said that to me, that, oh, we can't bring him on because um, we think the subject matter is too rough. Wow, Okay. But all of that, right, all of that is combated if us, the people, actually show up to those cinemas and, sure. and watch that film. And um, I think Blue Story came out just a little bit after, and I called up a rapper, I was like, bruv, but I went to Leicester, Leicester's Square, and I tried to watch it, it was sold out. I yeah. called him, I was like, bro, I need to see your movie, I can't watch your movie, I want to support it. He was like, bruv, you got to go, 
you said somewhere far that was, I yeah, wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went there, like because that's what it's about. But the 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 brilliance that rap had with Blue Story is music. The influence yeah. of music on that movie is so strong because you got musicians and you've got platforms like Graham Daly, uh, Link Up. Um, forgive me for not knowing all of them, but who are saying Blue Story coming out? Da, 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 yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And then off the back of Shiro, and so you can't really say, oh, the UK only, um, only support. There was loads of factors that helped that movie compared to factors that didn't help um, farming. Farming. But I think, I mean, we're talking about two different genres. We're talking about a different generation. That's why it was our opening film, because it was like, yeah. this has to happen. But yeah. it is, And I'll I mean, never forget that, too, that you did no. that. From, I mean, to be honest, it's about... You're going to be, you're gonna be my, my date to Oscars when I get nominated, yeah? Well, of course, obviously. I'm gonna, <laughs> I am going to do a Kanye and, and grab the mic as well. I'll be like, yes, down to me, down to me. <laughs> Okay, so it's quiz time, right? Mm-hmm. I am the game's master, so you've got to beat me. But I have also have all the answers. Yeah, basically. All right? Yeah. All right, cool. It's, well, I've got five um, film and TV shows, right? Okay. okay. I'm going to so, be so glad. It's fine. Don't worry. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm gonna, it's, it's hard. It's easy. It's whatever. I just need to win. That's all. It doesn't matter about you. Um, mm. So the rules are, I'm going to give you some odd words from the title right mm-hmm. that's the first clue second clue i'll give you is um how many words are in the title right okay third clue i can give you one word that kind of describes the film okay and the fourth clue if you still don't get it i'm going to describe one of the characters <laughs> okay so the first one first one the first word is little oh, so many movies of little how many guesses do i get you can guess once and then you can ask for the second clue okay little Little woman. No, Damson. Next. Okay, you get four points. Yeah, you get four points if you get the first clue right. Leon's telling me, so it goes down. Okay, cool. Wait, is it only is it only uh, UK stuff? No, it's global and predominantly black, but there might be a few things, some trigger ones thrown in. Okay, do you want the second clue? Listen, you like I've got two phones, so just like low key, just like (laughs) they can they can try help. They can try help. Um, They can try help. Okay, the second clue. The title has three words in it. Little is the is the first clue. So there's little in it, and there's three words in the title. Fires little everywhere. Mermaid. No, I said three words in the title. Uh, little Mermaid. Okay, fine. Sorry, my bad. But no, it's not that. Yeah, not... <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Okay. Um... Someone help, man. It's not Doctor Doolittle. Doolittle is one word, people. Okay, okay. What's the the third clue? Yeah. What is yeah. it again? What what is that? Uh, a character. <laughs> the third clue. Is one word to describe the film. Do it. Let's get that. And the third clue is superstar. Bloody hell, I'm so rubbish. Oh, someone said something. If you see, if you read the comments, someone said something. It's Little Miss Sunshine. No, it's not. Oh, oh. bloody hell. Okay, let me get the fourth and final clue. Pretty Little Liars. No, that's a TV show. Little Miss Sunshine. I said that. No, actually, but he said it. (laughs) Do you want the fourth clue? Do you want the fourth clue? And that's the character, right? Yeah. Well, you already said superstar. All right, let's go. He's a successful attorney. Oh, dear. Reading comments. <laughs> All right, okay. Do you want me to say the title? Because obviously you don't know it. 
that was very, very difficult, Akuya. Okay. I just feel like that was, I feel like probably last week you didn't make it that hard. I did. Yeah. Sheila's in, Sheila, Sheila's in the room. She got, she got hers. She did well. Okay, the title is Daddy's Little Girl starring Idris Elba and Beyonce. Killer, Killer Kai, where were you earlier? Where were you earlier? When, when, <laughs> she just said it exactly when you said it, you know? All right, See? cool. Okay, next one. Zero points or one point. Okay, we're going to move. No, no, no. One point for what? For what? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, next one. Let's, let's breathe through. Let's breathe through. Let's breathe Sorry, through. Jess. Okay, so number two. The word I'm going to give you is the. Oh, the word. Okay. <laughs> wow, that makes it big, huh? The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no. Do you want a second clue? First of all, wait, wait, wait. Go back, go back. Cool. <laughs> Who is getting it, yeah? On the first clue from the. Who is who? who, who? Hey, I'm the game master. I can do what I want. All right, cool, cool, cool. Duh. I said the Lord of the Rings, so I didn't get it right. So I need a second clue now, please. Because Duh was so helpful. So I just need another one to push me over. Okay, it's a, it's a film, and I will say it's a sci fi. There you go. The Avengers? Wait, how many no. words? Tell me, um, tell me how words it is. Three words in the title. <laughs> What clue are you giving me? <laughs> Leon's trying to side message me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking to anybody. This is. I'm going. I've gone rogue. This is it. The Stranger Things. I said it's a film, guys. Stop lying. The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> okay, no. So, do you want the, the black fourth clue? No, no. I said. Okay, cool. Right. You give me unlimited answers until I want to ask for an clue. <laughs> because after Listen. I get the first one, and then you're just like. That's like playing charades and someone's like, shut up. And you're like, no, you lost. Like, I won. Like, come on, that's not fair. I should have, I should have unlimited, I should have unlimited um, answers here. And then if I'm like, mate, I can't deal. And then I'm like, give me another clue. But see, all these words that you're dropping, you could have been given title guesses. You know what I'm saying? Um, the third clue, right, is Finn. Finn is in like fish fin. The Last Jedi? <sighs> <laughs> okay, this is, I'll describe a character. Furry ball of madness. Okay, can you, can you. The sci-fi Finn. Yes, there you go. Someone said John Boyega. I'm giving you clues here now. But Star Wars is, 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 is Star Wars. It's not the Star Wars. <laughs> it's not Star Wars. All right, you give up. You lost. It's Attack the Block. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Furry ball of madness. Someone chat to this game master. Someone chat to her, please. Furry ball of madness. She can have said anything. Furry ball of madness. Yeah, look, someone got it. You know what? I ain't gonna lie. That was a good one. Thank you. You know Thank what? You. I'll tell you a story about stop at Attack the Block. Okay, cool, go on. First time I ever acted, right? I was an extra. First screen oh. thing I ever did, I was an extra. On what movie? Attack the Block, right? <laughs> and I'd go there and like, they'd keep all the extras like behind the set and that, and I'd like be... I used to see, like comedy videos them days so I'd be talking rubbish and that like to the rest of the extras and the director saw me or someone saw me and was like hey you you're funny you should come and, and stay in the front and say this line right so mm-hmm. uh, John Boyega's hanging from um, hanging from the block at the end after oh, he blows up the apartment right yeah 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 and yeah, the yeah, camera's yeah. supposed to pan into me and I'm like oh shit right I did yeah. it I was happy with myself the movie's coming out. I take a date to the movie. I'm like, yeah, my bit's coming up for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they no. Cut, they cut it. <laughs> they cut it. Oh, no. Uh, but I remember, right? 
And props to John Boyega as well and everyone that was involved in that movie because I remember being an extra <laughs> and feeling so, like, hungry, like, feeling like, man, I can't wait to do what these guys are doing. These guys yeah. are my age. I can't wait to do what these guys are doing. Like, I remember when they came, when it was raining and they came and put the umbrella over the, the other actors' heads. and Yeah, yeah, you didn't get just, none. <laughs> I was just there like this. Like, all of that stuff, like, contributed oh. to, to my hunger today, so... So props to attack the block for teaching me that vital lesson. Can I get five points for that story? Can I get five points for that story that no one in the world has ever heard? I just gave you, you the speak. exclusive. Oh, my days, okay. Can I get five points for that story? Okay. Uh, to redeem yourself, I, I can't even argue with that, man. New rule to the game, right? <laughs> but you'll, you'll get to know me, by the way. When I play games, just add new stuff in there like, all the time. New rule to the game, yeah? If I get mm. no points, zero, yeah? And I have an interesting story to tell that goes with the title of that movie. You haven't given me five points. If the audience rates the story, then yeah, you get the points. How about okay. that? Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, go. cool. Number three. You're not going to get this, but it's okay. Let's go. We wow. Move, we move. <clears throat> That's like telling a kid in school you're never going to be anything. My teacher said that. I mean, right now, the Games Master has no morals, no heart. This okay. is how it goes. Okay, Games Okay. Master. i got five points. <laughs> i got five points. I'm only nine away from your guest last week. I'm, I'm climbing. First word in this title is dance. Okay, honey. Oh, dance. My bad. Forgive me. I'm Do you know what I'm saying? Can you stop throwing away your clues, your, your chances, please? Okay, cool. Remember, I have unlimited answers. I don't remember agreeing to that. We agreed to that earlier. No, no. L- listen, don't come with your little baby boy. Auntie's gonna feel sorry for your cute little face. Don't try it. No, 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 no. Alright, no. <laughs> dance. Yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna get this. On ice. <laughs> no. Alright. No. Second clue. Second clue. Okay, second clue. It's a TV show, and it's got two words in the title. That's a lot of clues out here now. That's a lot of clues. Dance it's mom. not Dance Moms. Dance Academy. It's n- no, it's not Dance Academy. Just dance. It's not Dance... All right, do you want another clue, mate? No. All right, cool. Flash Dance. I've, really, I've actually given... No, Flash Dance is a film, and Flash Dance is one word. You guys are taking the mickey. Okay, do you want another clue, mate? Yes, please. The third... <laughs> It was on BBC Two. Oh, it was on BBC Two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, five points deducted for mimicking the Games Master. I can see I the think, clue. I think it's dance energy. <laughs> oh, do you? You didn't I, read Love Yaya's answer, did you? No, no, I no. really, I so went into my brain. I went to my brain and and I, yeah. I saw the answer. I think it's dance energy. Well, you be you would be correct for the fourth one, business, and the number two. That's in the title. <laughs> Bloody hell, these are so and easy. Got, They're so easy, all these. Really? They're really? So cool. Number two. Time to scroll. <laughs> Look at you. I thought it was so easy. I thought it was so easy. Do you want the second clue? I don't want the second clue. No, because you want to read the comments. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> you are actually trying to pretend that you're thinking. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there are five words in the title. I know what it is. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Barbershop no, two, back to business. All right, all right, all right. Don't, 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 don't know already nothing, because you don't know nothing, you did it. Oh my God, Leon, you are a pain. My own Cody is going against me. He said you've got 12 points. I don't like Whoa, this. Leon! 
This is why the character in Snowfall, my right-hand man, his name is it's Leon. See? Leon. It's all, nah. it's all for a reason, my guy. No. It's the final, final one. And you've got to get, if you don't get this on the first go, then you're, then you're out furthermore. Okay, so <laughs> final one. You've got of and lights. Of lights. See you, tiny light. Yes! Oh. <laughs> oh so do you, want to, do you want to explain what City of Tiny Lights is? City of Tiny Lights is a movie, my first ever film I did um, <laughs> with Riz Ahmed and Billy Piper in the UK. Played a character called Hakeem, which is also my nephew's name. Which oh, is bless. even more special. Um, he's a Muslim kid and they paid me nothing. Oh, <laughs> I'm playing Lady Fingers. <laughs> they paid me money that funded my plane ticket and Airbnb to LA, which got me the role of Snowfall. So if I yeah. didn't do the part in City of Tiny Lights, technically, I wouldn't have had enough money to get to LA to audition for Snowfall, and Franklin would be played by Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> or somebody. But I hear you. But also, don't try and tell the story so deeply and, and prophetically so you get points. points for that. No, no, no. I don't. Sorry. Next week or in two weeks or something, I'm gonna sign into your live again and I'm gonna compete with myself because no one can compete with me on this quiz team. I am. I'm the quiz master. Actually, I'll be the quiz master the next time. Imagine you're trying to take over my game. Okay, so now it's questions from the audience. <laughs> what do you want to ask Damson? Please keep it clean and obviously don't try and get him to answer things that will get him into trouble and lose a job. From Sazaroon, how do you mentally get yourself out of roles so it doesn't affect your personal life like your role in farming? And I think you mentioned that you had you have good, good friends around you, but when you are in um, those kind of deep roles and even with Franklin and stuff that Franklin goes through, how do you separate from uh, the character? After every role I play, I go on vacation, I go on holiday. Okay, where did you last go? So after farming, I went to Dubai. After okay. uh, Snowfall Season 3, where did I go? I went somewhere. Oh, I went to Thailand. What was that year before? I can't remember. And after um, Outside the Wire, I went to, uh, well, it wasn't really a trip. I went to LA, but through LA, I went to, no, I went to Miami. Boom. Okay, cool. Which is definitely a vacation. Okay, Danny Santos says, what's the greatest thing you get out of acting? I don't know if it's a continuous thing, but it happened. The greatest thing I got out of acting is my mum saying that she was proud of me. She says it all the time, but the first time she said it. I hear you. Especially because, there's, you know, there's so many people in my community and people that grew up with me who, who didn't get to accomplish their dreams. Um, so... To have her youngest of six like do something cool, that is what I get out of that. Was there ever a point in your career where you let where you felt like this was not going the way you would want it to go? Um, maybe too slow, any kind of hurdles and stuff like that? Well, about five minutes ago, I was like, I never thought in 2020 I'll be on Instagram Live with like who we are from British Blacklist. Like, so I'll be doing something <laughs> way better. <laughs> Thirty-four um, points deducted. You're going to be on a minus on the leaderboard. Watch your, watch your. Fine. Watch, I was what? on ninety-nine points anyway. So <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> 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 no, um, all right. Yes, yes. There was a time where I think it was even my brother or my mum. I can't remember. 
I think I was like 20 or 21. And they were like, listen, if this ain't banging by 25, like you need to think of a, a plan B. Wow. Um, and that's when I realized that, wow, if people around me don't think things are going good, then it must not be. Um, but then I learned a vital lesson that regardless if it's friends, strangers or family, people you love, I have to use this quote from Denzel, like true desire in the heart for anything good is God's proof to you sent beforehand to indicate that it's already yours. You just got to take it. So yeah. I had a crazy craving to be an actor. So I knew I had to be one. It was more than football. I used to love football. Like everyone in my area that grew up with me wanted to be a footballer. I wanted to be Christian. Sure. Everyone. Like, the, my desire to be a footballer and score goals in front of thousands of people was huge. Now, when I discovered acting and acting found me, that feeling was even greater. So I knew I had to do acting. And this is from Deontay Roberts. How was the transition from the UK to, the, to LA? And obviously we do, we have had those kind of the ADOS movement, people backlashing against um, British, Brits mm. in America and Africans in America, all this type of stuff. Mm. Has it affected you? And what is your perspective of this whole weird infighting that we, that we do see? Um, I've learned that the fighting doesn't come from the people in the industry. And as oh. sad as it is, um, to put Samuel Jackson at the head of that. When I met Samuel Jackson, he was like, oh my God, I love your show. And you came over okay. to London. How the hell did you do that accent? You know, so I'm not going to put Sam in that. But that was this a guy who was talking about Dan and Gal and was saying it would have been interesting to see what an American perspective would be. But also it's interesting to see what any actor's perspective would be. Secondly, when I auditioned for Snowfall, I'm from London. I'm doing a South Central accent. There were guys from New York coming in, guys from Atlanta coming in who couldn't do the accent. They're American. Sure. Do they have a greater right to play Franklin more than me? No. It's all about acting and it's about um, who's willing to go the furthest to, to put this character on screen. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I haven't received any backlash or anything like that because um, I really does this. Like I really put my soul into this and mm. and and above all things i have respect and, and i'll never be disrespectful to a culture i'll never be disrespectful to americans and everything that they've fought for and and where they've arrived at i'll never be yeah. disrespectful to that and i'll always um come with a sense of prestige and and, and bow to that and understand mm. that I, I feel welcome to be here and welcome to express my art globally so unfortunately for me I know other people haven't been afforded the same, all right, cool, we're going to take you under our wing. Um, but what they do in the industry. Okay. And as much as people want to talk about um, Simph and people like that, like I've been in rooms when I've been at parties like or Oscar parties with Hove and that everyone's there and every celebrity you could think of is there. And Cynthia's, I never forget, like the same year they were talking about Harriet and Carson Cynthia. Me, Hope, everyone was all in a circle around Cynthia. She was dancing and doing the splits, and everyone was like, ah! Oh, wow! The biggest celebrities you could think of. Cynthia's yeah. in the middle doing a madness, and everyone's cherishing her work. Everyone's celebrating her. I saw her at the Essence Women's Fest um, just like last month. She got, um, she got to speak there. She got to speak at the American Black Film Festival. It's when it comes to our where we live in today everyone has an opinion and i think mm. that's great 
But if you're not in the industry, you don't truly understand the ins and outs of the industry and, and what it means to, to make a movie, then you can't really give an opinion on who should play what parts. I hear you. You need to understand that some people really, really give their soul and blood and tears to the characters that they play. And I think respect should be given to them. I, I mean, I couldn't even say it any better. Yeah. Abraham's question was, you studied a, a degree that has nothing to do with acting, but do you what? feel like... I studied drama and TV film studies. How does that not have to do with well, well, Abraham seems to know. Abraham said that you studied a degree that had nothing to do with acting. What? Well... well Abraham, that's rude. You know, Virgos don't like rude people. <laughs> I'm playing. No, I, I don't. I studied. I mean, I didn't go to uni to become an actor. I hear you. Uh, I joined uni at 18, was still playing football, and then studied drama and TV film studies because my sister was like, don't do business studies, and you're not doing sports science. <laughs> and I wanted to do sports. I got what is to do sports. Um, and I got a really high grade in college for business studies. So I was like, man, let me just do business. And she was like, no. So I did drama, TV, film studies. Um, and I wanted to go to university because I loved American Pie. And uh, yeah, it's a long story. But I went to uni for that reason. And then acting found me. There was a, a, an older... Um, student uh was a great actress called kathy tyson and i owe my career yeah. to her Legend. because she was in my class and she referred me to a writer who was doing a play okay and that that writer was Ade shalanke yes and she did a play called pandora's box which was at the alcola theater and i did the play and then femi yogans came and saw that play and then signed me and that's and then, how and that's how my career started so if it wasn't for kathy tyson i would have gone to university studied drama and tv film studies would have fell out of football because that was god's plan mm. and uh, i don't know you probably you know what to be fair as you said it was your passion you probably would have found another way in because literally my career has gone like that never knew i'd be here doing this but i guess i used to dream about owning a magazine when i was younger but i never Sitting thought on a, a wednesday night Talking to Damson, beating you know, him, beating him ahead at... of expected time, talking to the greatest actor in a while. I mean, honestly, I can't cope. I, 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 didn't, I don't think life could have even got even better than this moment. I can't with you, Mr. Damson. You're too much. Raw Anders Stone says, what advice do you have for any aspiring actor, actress? She's 25. And the last question is, Zandi Zim says, would you ever do a Nollywood film? I'm going to answer Zandi first. because Oh, okay, cool. I would 100% do a Nollywood film. And I'm just waiting to build my platform a bit bigger so that I could have a say and influence on the cinematography and the kind of key figures it takes to make a movie who are involved. But yes, I work with Genevieve, who's one of the biggest female Nollywood oh, wow. actresses. Yeah. Me and my mum in farming, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where she's came from. I know about that grind and I'd love to go over there. And there's a character that um, I have in my sights that I'm going to create and, and play over there one day soon. So. How wicked. Um, and but, advice. Yeah, my advice for young actors is um, to prepare today for what you may need in 20 years. Um, because uh, wherever you see yourself in 20 years, you should think of every single goal that will lead up to that and start knocking them goals out even before mm. the opportunities come. Mm. That's the best thing, I think. If you prepare, 
as soon as the opportunity comes, you'll be ready. I learned that from auditioning for Star Wars. Like, I auditioned for Star Wars and sat in front of J.J. Abrams, got to the final round, and I and I choked. I choked because I wasn't prepared. Oh. Uh, I, I, sorry, let me, let me cut in. When you say you weren't prepared, what... What didn't you have ready? Because how would you have known? How could you have prepared for something like that? It was In a curveball. It was a curveball. Um, so Nina Gold, who cast him for Star Wars, fantastic lover. She um, she auditioned me, and I approached the character of Finn in a um, as a, a southern. Okay. Guy, like, right. Okay. Um, incredibly funny. I based him off a can't remember what comedian at the time. Um, I think it was Eddie or some. I can't remember. And then um, I got to the the last tests and uh the producer kathleen kennedy was like well you know the star wars world is a lot more um, generic and we want you to mm. do a, a more general american accent and i hadn't yeah. prepared for that general american accent okay so when i had to audition and read i was going south african accent Irish accent African accent, Jamaican accent. <laughs> and I remember, I knew straight away that I didn't get it, obviously. And I remember yeah. walking out the room and then JJ stopped me. He was like, hey, you're terrific. Oh. I, remember, I remember him saying that. I knew I didn't have the role. Yeah. But I remembered walking out and I was walking down the steps with Nina and Theo and they were telling me, oh, thank you to... Like, they, casting directors know they're going to see you again, but yeah, 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 they know this one ain't coming to you, innit? Yeah. And I remember getting in my car to go home, and I said to myself, I am never not going to be prepared for anything ever again. Okay. And that's why I say to young people, prepare. So this is the final bit. <clears throat> It's called The Process. So the series, The Circle, is, as um, I mentioned in the intro, Leon and I created, we get the people to demonstrate the craft. So what we're going to do with this, with our lives each week, is build a short film story. It's just a bit of fun. Nothing crazy. So Sheila came up with the first scenario. With some help from the audience, so you guys get involved and help dance and shape it. This is your idea. So I'll set the scene for you. Omar, she, Omar wakes up, <laughs> she wakes up in an abandoned building. She has no <laughs> recollection of what has happened. Um, there's a dead body on the floor. Yeah. We don't have his name yet. Is he going to come back from the dead or something? That's that's someone else's um problem. <laughs> okay, okay. So in the UK, is it UK, in the London? Not oh, in the countryside. VR. So there's a mobile phone in the centre of the guy's chest. We don't know his name and they don't know each other. So we have no idea who this dead guy is. Yeah, she definitely phone... has blood on her hands, Zina. That's Let it be stormy outside for the atmosphere, says... Yes. Yes, Kevin. Kevin. Okay, so it's stormy outside. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is already... Hold on, so is this a horror? Okay, what's the genre? I would say it's a thriller. Sheila went in. She wait, went wait, in. She's blood on her hands. She wakes up in the abandoned warehouse. She's got blood on her hands. He... The guy's dead. The guy's dead, and he has a mobile phone on the centre of his chest. Now, what I want you to do is flesh out who is this guy. His name's Isaac. The phone on his chest. It's a flip phone that drug dealers normally use. And That's okay, a flip phone. So, okay. so you know it's a disposable phone, which means, right, that that phone is about to ring pretty soon with instructions, and then it's going to be disposed of after the instructions are given. Okay. 
right? Okay. Who is this guy? This guy owed a horrible debt to someone, a debt that was just crazy, right? And the last thing he said was, my girlfriend, girlfriend, Sheila made it a girlfriend? Listen, they don't know, each- all they know, she's just woken up and she's in this scenario. They do not know each other at this point. So he woke up, right? He, 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 he wasn't dead. He wasn't actually dead. I'm playing, I'm playing. All right, the phone, rings, the phone rings, the phone rings, right? Okay. A Jamaican voice calls, right? It's on the phone. Okay, Jamaican, Jamaican voice. Huh? It's a deep Jamaican though. It's like a, like an evil Jamaican voice. Like, okay. Like the guy in, um, in that bulletproof movie that get all this in. Like that, yeah, guy, yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you, I hear you. I hear you. Shotter's yeah, yeah. type. Shotter's type voice. Okay. So, um, okay. So he calls the, he calls the phone, right? Okay. And he says, the man in front of you, there's something in his body that I need you to retrieve. The knife to the left of you. She doesn't know that she just killed this guy. Oh, this is a great story. She doesn't, know that, she doesn't know that she just killed a guy because she can't remember, right? So this guy is saying, I'm going to release the video footage of you killing this oh guy. Oh my God. Unless okay. you do what I say. Okay. Tick off your panties right now. No. I'm playing. No. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Okay, okay. So he's he's got a white MI6 voice. Okay, so not CIA, it's MI6 now. So we're bringing this back to the UK. Yes. They killed him, right? And planted in her hand, right? We have all the evidence (laughs) that you just killed Isaac. Right. If you don't do everything that we say, you are going to serve life in prison. Now, there is a car outside the keys. Well, actually, the keys to this car is inside inside the mouth of Isaac, right? Blueprint yeah. is black in his back pocket. The blueprint is a list of names and one of them is already ticked off. And whose name is it? Isaac. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll okay. I'll okay, leave it, leave it there. For the next guest. I can't wait Samson. to find out what happens to Isaac, man. Listen, it's a lot. You, I like the fact that yeah, man, Isaac and Choma, they're going to be the new um, Queen and Slim, maybe, possibly. Yeah. Who knows? Damson, I can only just say, love you, baby. Thank you so, so, so love much. You too, this has been hilarious and fantastic and insightful. You've dropped some gems for the people watching. Your journey is amazing, and we're just genuinely so bloody proud of you. Um, you know, South London to Hollywood, Whoa. bigger and better. Yeah, man, really, really proud. Lovely. Thank you. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna call up some people, see if we can get some other people on here. Love, yeah. I would love that. Yeah, I would love and, that. That'd be really good. Um, and to everyone that tuned in, bless you for your input. And all the love hearts for Akira, like that was just so nice for all the love hearts and the, bless you. the heart eyes and the, the hearts for her. You got a lot. No, it weren't for me. You know, no one was. No one's trying to get to me. They was all like, "Damson, Damson." <laughs> love you guys. Let's do something yeah, else. Thank too, you. Yeah?